Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good evening, good evening, good evening in the name of the Lord. And welcome to Miracle Internet Church. We are a Christian, non-denominational, international, loving church established in the love of Jesus Christ. And we want to thank the Lord for blessing us with his very presence here in our midst. You know, we don't have to wait for the Lord to come. He's already here when we arrive. And so we want to thank him for, uh, for, for being so gracious and for being in our midst whenever we come together. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to acknowledge you. And we want to thank you for the forgiveness of sin. We want to thank you for your mercies poured out in our lives every day. We want to thank you that you pardon us abundantly and that you remember that we are but dust. We want to thank you, Lord, for helping us to do those things that you called us to do and to become the saints of God that you have destined us to be. We want to thank you for your direction, for your correction. We want to thank you for your counsel and guidance. We want to thank you for all the graces that are afforded us, all the protection that we receive. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ, for the sacrifice of the Lord Lord Jesus. We want to thank you for the inheritance that we receive as a result of his loving sacrifice and submission to your will. We want to thank you for his example to us. And that he sent us the Holy Spirit to show us, to direct us, to keep us together as the body of Christ. We want to thank you. We want to thank you for the armor of God and every blessing that you've given us. We want to thank you for our website, for our app, for the chat room, for the prayer room. For the saints, we give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. And we ask, Father, forgiveness for all of our sins. We ask forgiveness for all of our sins. We are not going to pretend that we we went through a whole week and didn't do a thing wrong. (laughs) We're not going to try that one. We're going to be truthful with you and honest with ourselves. We ask you to forgive all of our sins, and we give you praise, glory, and honor for what you've done, Lord. We forgive everyone who has sinned against us and everyone that we ought to forgive, including ourselves. And we thank you that you have made us a a special group of warriors, and we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, saints, this is, you know, this is August, and we're just about in the middle of August. 
Half a year's gone. Amen. This is August. That's right. And half of it's gone already. So I suppose we'll just keep doing what the Lord's called us to do because he seems mighty pleased with the work we've been doing. Amen. And I want to thank you for participating in the ministry to as much as you are able. And I particularly want to thank those who come in agreement with uh, our adjudications to the righteous judge. Amen. He likes that. We're going to keep doing it because he likes it. Amen. Amen. And as you can see, things are happening in the world because we're doing it. So when things seem out of order, that doesn't mean heaven is out of order. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. Amen. Now, you know things are going to be dippity-doo sometimes, but that's a good time to praise the Lord. That's a great time to praise the Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, though we walk in the midst of trouble, we know that you will revive us, Lord. We believe that you will stretch forth your hand, which will save us from all of our troubles. Thank you, Father. You are so good to us. Thank you for being our stronghold in the day of trouble. And we place our complete trust in you. Father, we believe your promise that all things do work together for good to those who love you. Thank you for calling us according to your purposes. We bless you, Father, for we know that you are the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Amen, amen, amen. You are comforting us in this time of trouble and tribulation. Help us to comfort others in the same way in which you are comforting us. Our help comes from you, Lord. You are our all-powerful Father who made heaven and earth. Thank you, Lord. We are glad as we rejoice in your mercy. We know that you are aware of the troubles which we face. And because you are, we are able to come boldly before your throne of grace, realizing that we will receive your mercy and your grace to help us in our time of need. So we cast all of our cares upon you because we know you care for us. We know that no weapon that is formed against us will be able to prosper. For this is our heritage as your servants, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Praise God. That feels better, doesn't it? Amen. That feels better. I want to invite all of our first-time listeners or visitors to join us in our chat room. Our chat room is located on our webpage 
Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner at the top, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please do click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes, sign in using your name, one of those names on your birth certificate, and uh, place your greeting to the saints, and the saints will respond in kind. If you're using a cell phone, use your browser to find Miracle Internet Church and uh, .com. There it is. And when the page comes up, white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines, and all the other links will open up to you, and you can join us and sign in, too, if you would like. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Carolyn. Thank you. Ah. Praise God. You know, joy in my heart. And sometimes it's different from, it's kind of hard to describe, really. It's like anticipatory joy. There's joy when the Spirit of the Lord comes on you. There's joy that bubbles up from within you. And there's joy because of anticipation that God is doing something. So, today I have that anticipatory kind of joy, knowing that God is blessing us. He's blessing us. He's actually blessing us, man. And it it um it's not a feeling. It's more of a knowing. It's not a feeling. It's more of a knowing. Amen? And it releases joy. So, with that, I'm going to thank God for the rain because it's been quite hot. And he says in Isaiah 61.3, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Isn't that wonderful that God has thought about us and has made provision for us? He's made provision to see to it that we get beauty for the ashes that have been in our lives and the oil of joy for the times we've mourned. The garment of praise every time depression or oppression came so that we will be called trees of righteousness that the Lord planted, 
that he might receive the glory. Isn't that beautiful? I thought it was absolutely splendid. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, for our position, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. And we come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his wicked powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones, wherever they may be. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks. And we return the attacks onto the heads of the devil to br- that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons in their attacks, all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, all brainwashing and kundalini spirits and their attacks. Thank you, Lord. All water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, sorcery devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep-deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, seducing, womanizing, and drone and whoredom spirits and their attacks. We bind all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, and all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks. We bind targeted radio frequency, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult, force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, which manipulate modern technology, radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, binding all vibrations which are demons. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over all the witches, warlocks, and wizards that use the computer system to hack into even government sites to erase information that would reflect negatively on them and would support their causes in Jesus' name. Even court documents that have been filed by an attorney have suddenly disappeared after a wizard went to work. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we ask for the adjudications of the righteous judge against all such in Jesus' name. 
We ask for full execution of those adjudications now. We thank you for it, Father, and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over every Leviathan attack in the name of Jesus, especially against the saints of Miracle Internet Church. We break your grip and hold, Leviathan. We cut off your heads in the name of Jesus. We break your jaw. We put out your fire. We break your death roll, and we send your wickedness back on you. And Rukaski, the demons that support your wickedness in Jesus' name. You will not be tolerated. So we send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. All of your wicked ways have been uncovered. And we thank you, Father, for the adjudications of the righteous judge against Leviathan in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, we we bind all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, all microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, binding all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and components, everything and all beams included from outer space, from the satellite, from the cell towers, and through our electronic devices. In Jesus' name, we bind all hypnotic and trans devils and mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the hands of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic art. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander, Tribal, indigenous groups, global cabals, every coven of witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, Masons, Order of the Eastern Star, the Demole, Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All the covens that are a part of the Illuminati, each one of those groups, each one of those clubs, including the Bilderbergers and others in the name of Jesus, we bind them all. We send them all bound and chained into the spiritual cage and their devices and their plans, their strategies, their tactics, and their orders. In the name of Jesus Christ, they are bound. We send all retaliation back on the heads of where it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. And we bind it to them for all eternity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. 
We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind the woke culture in Jesus' name. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, rukul, witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on any phase of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, spirits of supplanting, the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes, we bind you in Jesus' name. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, monitor, track, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose the tax to the senders. According to the covenant, we bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind food lust, addictions, and gluttony. We are breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. We bind superficial religious acts. We're binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells in Jesus' name. Binding the demons of energy, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, and magical patterns, even in numbering. Binding synchrony in Jesus' name. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, Proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection, sending demons to us, pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender or witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website. Returning all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, and jujus, voodoo, hoodoos, and the rest in Jesus' name. Returning all Nigerian witchcraft, returning all tribal witchcraft, returning all Chaldean witchcraft, returning all Spanish witchcraft, brujeria, break in Jesus' name. 
return to sender according to the covenant in the name of Jesus. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, La La Land, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirits and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind Leviathan, the king of pride in Jesus' name. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness and send you and your cohort. Yes, we do. We send you all to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirit, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, On, Isis, all false deities in Jesus' name. Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72, we chain you with eternal chains under darkness, send you into the cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals. Turn their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, pledge, vow, ceremony, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, and its customs in Jesus' name, and also those of the associated organizations in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for disconnecting us from all of it once and for all in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled, and we return and loose all of the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We renounce and denounce them all and loose ourselves from them. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We take particularly authority, dominion, and power over any group of witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, or divinators that are attacking particular members of this church in Jesus' name. We bind all of their warfare against us in the name of Jesus Christ. 
and we send it back where it came from in the name of Jesus. We return it to sender now in Jesus' name. All of their wickedness, all of their evil, all of their plans, we crush their plans under the feet of Jesus Christ, and we return their own wickedness upon their own heads in Jesus' name, as the scripture says. Thank you, Lord. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber, and we bind the rituals of every secret society. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power. We bind the transfer of power from demon to demon in Jesus' name. We break your grip and hold in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your grip and hold in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your grip and hold in the name of Jesus Christ. We send division into the enemy camp. We send division into the enemy camp. We declare civil war in the enemy camp in Jesus' name. All anal attacks are returned to the sender in the name of Jesus. Every anal attack, every attack on our property, we return it. All people blocking our paths with their animals. Lord, release your judgment in Jesus' name. Father, we declare from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, whenever a wicked one approaches our property or approaches us to release a hex vex or any wickedness, it automatically returns to them. Our shield of faith is raised and it's returned from whence it came in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So we pull down all their shields, and we ask you, Father, to melt all of their protections in Jesus' name. Melt all of their protections with your fire. Lord, all of us who have war, Lord, 
Rike de Rabrusha la de Rabra Kakur Gise de Rike de Rabrusha la de Yasandera Broca Kandarabra Ruka de Rabrusha la de Yosada Eke Yakundarana Yakai. Thank you, Lord. All of us who have warfare from the folks next door. Orre la de Yasa, Rike de Rabrusha Tarabre, Rike de Rabrusha la de Yosundera Brike de Ridia. Lord, let them see your power in Jesus' name. Thank you. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth and lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we want to thank you that all the witchcraft that is sent against me, as I do the opening prayer returns from which it came in the name of Jesus according to exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think, according to the power that works in me. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Amen. We command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us, to be disconnected from us and go back where you came from. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for victory. Thank you for overcoming victory. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially uh, Christians that are being persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and our mode of transportation, even if we're in someone else's vehicle, and the road in which we travel, the airways or the waterways, however we must move. And we take authority, dominion, and power over all interferences, all types, orders, and ranks of interference. We bind the heavenlies over our path in Jesus' name. We bind the wicked uh, powers, principalities, and rulers of darkness in the territories through which we must pass in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the work of the enemy, over the plots of the enemy against the righteous, and we return them on the enemy's head. Thank you, Lord. We cover ourselves and all of our properties, wherever they may be, all of our properties wherever they may be, with the blood of Jesus. And we take authority over demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, just dreams and visions in particular that God did not send. 
We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. Anything that we were fed, we break its power and bind the poison in the name of Jesus Christ. We command it to come up and out of us right now. Deep breath and cough in Jesus' name and go right back where you came from. In the name of Jesus, we command them to stay away. And we thank you, Lord, for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst, for warring, linking shields and angels. We thank you for your praising angels, but most of all, Lord, for your very presence in our midst. We pull out every voodoo pen. Yes, pull it out right now. We pull out every voodoo pen, every fiery dart, needle, spear, witchcraft, whatever was sent by the enemy, we disconnect from it now. Any serpent that's wrapped around us, we put its constrictions back in itself. We turn its back on itself. Its movement through the scales on the bottom of the body, we strip it of its scales in the name of Jesus Christ, and we break the power of its locomotion in the name of Jesus. Every python spirit is destroyed. We decapitate it with the sword of the spirit in Jesus' name. And we unwrap you from every member of Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. We send you back into the spiritual cage and back where you came from in Jesus' name. We cut ourselves free from the demons and wickedness of our homeland in the name of Jesus. Wherever our homeland is, wherever our families originated from, we cut ourselves free from the witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers of that area in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut ourselves free from the powers, principalities, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places from those places in Jesus' name. And we send them all bound back where they came from in the name of Jesus. We send their retaliations bound back with them in the name of Jesus. They shall not come again in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over the demons that traffic to us through our family members. We break their grip and hold. We disconnect from them. We cauterize the end. Their aches and pains are not ours. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. Their word curses are not ours. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. Their sin is not ours. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we loose ourselves from it in Jesus' holy name. We cut and burn and destroy all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other form of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, divinators, and liars. And we break the power of every charm, love spell, vex, hex, curse, spell, fetish, all witchcraft, psychic thoughts, voodoo, psychic prayers, 
sorcery and magic, torment, pain, sickness, and destruction, incantations, incense, and candle burning, psychic warfare, psychic powers, ungodly blessings, crystals, hoodoo, root works, tribal rituals, and sins, and everything sent by the demonic realm in Jesus' name. We send it all back where it came from in the name of Jesus. We return to sender spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, heaviness, and fear, spirits of blindness and bondage in Jesus' name. Every cage, we break the cage and we set the captive free. And we send the cage back to the one that sent it in Jesus' name. We send the cages right back where they came from in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We want to thank you for your blessing, Lord. We want to thank you. Lord, some of us have relatives overseas. Wherever overseas is to us. And whenever we have communication with them, their demons traffic to us. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask that you teach your people to bind the demons before they uh, initiate contact, whether it's through the Internet or whether it's over the phone line, in the name of Jesus. And to do spiritual warfare once that communication has uh, been terminated, in Jesus' name. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, saints, you can't communicate with your relatives and pick up their demons again. I'm just going to come right to the point. You cannot communicate with your relatives and friends and go to picking up their devil. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You can't go to picking up their doubt, fear, and unbelief. You've been taught better. You know better. And now it's sin to you. It's sin to you now. So when you engage with them, you got to take a shower in the blood of Jesus. You got to disconnect all of those familiar spirits that come from them, it comes from it within this group, you got to disconnect. Amen. They can't roll with you everywhere you go. Some of you have spirits that traffic you. And whenever you come up in the chat room, there's an attack going on. You see, when these spirits come to the chat room and to the prayer room, they get attacked. This chat room, this website, this prayer room, the angels guard, they get attacked. So what do they do? They attack you. And so you decide with your lack of information that there's somebody in the chat room or in the prayer room attacking you. No, it's those demons that track you. And you need to turn around and attack back. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The demons that track you are getting attacked when you come up here. And so they do everything in their power to keep you from coming up here. And some of you have been caving into it. 
you need to turn around and attack them. Amen? Praise the Lord. Because when you get up here, you receive the fellowship and strength of the power of the Holy Ghost. You get the fellowship and the strength that is released with the power of the Holy Ghost. There's a reason I encourage you to come up all during the week and put scriptures in to encourage the brethren. Because you get strength and encouragement when you do it. But when you don't do it because these demons are attacking you and you've convinced yourself, well, rather you let the demons tell you that foolishness, that it's people attacking you, you get separation instead of strength. So I'm going to tell you this one more time. You need to jump on those devils. You've been given power and authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. You, When you come up here, they're going to get attacked by these angels, period. It's guaranteed. And, yes, they're going to turn to attack you to get you from coming up here. But you need to turn around and put a whammy on them. And I shouldn't have to remind you to do it twice. Amen? Now, do we all understand? This is the way it it works. Praise the Lord. Amen. So now, you have it straight. Do what you know to do. Do what you know to do. No, there's nobody up here trying to do something to you except those demons that don't want you coming up here. Amen. Obedience counts for a lot in this kingdom. Praise the Lord. So, our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 16. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 11. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 11. The Holy Spirit is reminding me of something I asked him to remind me of. Some of you that are relatively new to the ministry have never read the announcements that are placed in the chat room just before we come on air. We have, there's a whole list of announcements that you may not have ever read. And I want to encourage you. Every Wednesday and every Friday, these announcements are placed in the chat room. Take some time to read them. They have vital information. Amen? Praise the Lord. So tonight, we're talking about tearing down a stronghold. Our featured ebook is Wizards Caging People, The Powers of Darkness, and the link is in the chat room, as always. Praise the Lord. We are talking about tearing down a stronghold. So the last time we talked, I think, or recently, I tried to help you understand in a, in a natural sense sort of what a stronghold is like. And I told you there's a fort in St. Augustine that would give you an idea. And so to tear down a stronghold would mean to demolish an entire fort. 
and groups of four. Amen? You see, that that one was built in 17-something, I think, and we're in the 2000s, so it's been there a while. Forts are very strong if they're well built. And so strongholds are strong because they've been reinforced by error sometimes, by sin most times, by demons surely. Amen? So it takes some work to tear down a stronghold, but it can happen. And we are encouraged to do it. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, saints, one of the heaviest onslaughts by the enemy in the battlefield of our mind, in the battlefield of our mind, yes, that's where it is, the battlefield is in your mind. That's one of the most powerful battlefields. And you must win the war there. You must win the war there. Is in the sin of worry. In the sin, S-I-N, of worry. No, it's not foolishness. It's sin. It's not just a habit. It's sin. It's just not what your mama and your grandmama did. It's sin. Worry is sin. It's rebellion against God. Amen. Both real and imagined worries attack our minds daily as the pressures and stresses of these end times press in from every side in an attempt to discourage us and to defeat us. The pressures are coming from everywhere. And so you have to keep your armor on and keep your shield up. Amen. Jesus commands us to put aside worry. Jesus commands us. It's not a suggestion. It's a command from the commander-in-chief of the Lord's army. It's a command. It is not a suggestion. It's not a nice idea. It's a command to put this sin away once and for all and to keep it away. Amen? It is a command. We have to do this. The Lord pleads with us to see that our Father has faithfully provided for all our needs. Amen. Let me see. Where am I headed, Holy Spirit? I'm going this way. Okay. Oh. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Okay, you already know where this scripture is in the book of Revelation, but it says, but the fearful, but the fearful and unbelieving, but the fearful and unbelieving 
shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death, and unbelieving. That's what he said. So that's what he means. Amen? That's what the Lord means. So, saints, you say, really, Pastor? Seriously. That's why the Lord pleads with us to understand and to clearly see that our Heavenly Father has provided for for all of our needs. Now, if you'll join me in the Gospel of Matthew, Chapter 6. The Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, Chapter 6, beginning with verse 25. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 25. Therefore, Jesus says, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Now, you need to put a little check right there. Because you constantly disobey this scripture. We all do. And that's one scripture we're going to get right. Amen? We're still turning from our wicked ways. And so we're going to line up with this scripture. That's right. We're always disobeying this scripture. But we are in the process of pleasing the Lord and being transformed and being changed. And so we're going to line up with this scripture. Take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment or clothes? So you can just put your little mark right there where it says verse 25. That's one of the scriptures we're going to learn to get right. Amen. Verse 26, behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? And which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his statue? You can't make yourself grow that way. It just isn't going to happen. Amen. It's not going to happen. And why take ye thought for clothes or raiment? Consider the lilies of the field. God wants you to actually pay attention to the flowers. He isn't joking. How they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. They don't do a thing but just sit there from year to year. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. 
If God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Hmm. Think about that. Think about what the Lord has said. He says to take no thought for your life. But we're going to get started. Amen? Amen. Put that on your list of things that you will overcome in. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to learn how to obey God for real. Jesus assures us that our Heavenly Father knows what we need even before we ask. So there is no reason to worry. Verse 31. We're still in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. Therefore, take no thought. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, or those that don't know God. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be what? Added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Amen. Then Jesus goes on to explain that there is a higher purpose for you to seek above the fulfilling of your needs. And it is a way that releases blessings into your life. It releases answers to your problem, bringing God's supernatural intervention on your behalf. When you do it this way, Jesus says, then you will be in his righteousness. He says, it's very plain, highlight verse 33. But seek ye first, F-I-R-S-T, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And all these things, what you need, whatever these things may be to you, shall be added unto you. Your heavenly Father knows perfectly well that you have need, and he will give them to you if you give him first place in your life and live as he wants you to. You know, some of us think, have had over the years 
our own idea of who our support system is. We have this own idea of it, and whenever things get tight, tendency to run back and try to use the old system. But, saints, when you come to Jesus Christ and you make him the Lord of your life, your old support system doesn't necessarily work anymore because you've been given a new system. It's the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So instead of running to your family to help you in a pinch, you run to the Lord. If he chooses to use them, he will direct it that way. As Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7 tells you, but he doesn't tell you to sit on your bed and concoct how you're going to get this mess fixed. Well, I'll call my Uncle Joe, and I'll ask him blah, 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 blah. And then I'll call my Aunt Susie. And it's one thing for God to tell you to do it. It's another thing for you to go back and rely on the old way of doing things. For you to just automatically lean on the old system means you still have an idol in your heart. What's the idol? Your own way. Amen. And God has called you out of that. Some of you, when you were in the world, you know you, you know your paycheck only went from so far to so far. So what did you do to fill in the gap? You got a boyfriend. I'm not lying. I know a lot of people have done it this way. And you made sure you did whatever you had to do to keep the money rolling in. So you can't run to that anymore. And if you're still doing that, you need to go back to the altar. And the other way around, the women with the men, the men with the women. Amen. Some of you have kept friends that you should have distanced yourself from some time ago because you figure you can hit them up in a time of need. You know I'm right, church. Amen. That's the way it has been. But God has called you to depend on him. He's the solid rock, not everybody else. Amen. So, we're going to grow, aren't we? Praise the Lord. So, your Heavenly Father knows perfectly well that you have needs. Now, some of you, you have grown children. And in some family groups, there is an expectation, a traditional expectation and demand. Then as soon as you get grown and get a job, you have to give your money back to your parents. Well, that may or may not be the will of God. And you need to put it on the altar and let God do with it what he's going to do. Parents, because there is a need and God is directing you to do it that way. Because first of all, you have to realize that every penny you ever get already belongs to God. It's not really yours anyway. You sort of get it on lease. 
out of his graciousness you are provided with income. It's his money, and you are spending his money. So when if you have a stewardship, you see, not ownership, stewardship. And when you spend his money, you need to spend it his way. When you spend God's money, you need to spend his money his way. Amen. Praise the Lord. There are some that don't help their parents, and God wants them to. The scriptures talk about that. But there are some that their parents want to use tradition and manipulation to demand something that they should not demand. So you have to go to God and let him make it real clear to you what he says you can do with his money. Now, some people don't know when to stop shopping. They think their first name is sale. But you have to go to God and find get permission to spend his money. Because when you spend his money, including the 90% that he lets you run around with, it has to meet his approval. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Your name is not printed there. Amen? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. That's the way it goes. Yes, you want to buy those boots. But do you have permission? He's waiting to see if you're going to do what you've been taught or you're just going to do what you've been doing because you feel like doing it. Ah, yes. So, now, and some of you, people come to ask you for money. And you figure that's a benevolent cause, why not? But if God does not give the okay, you can't do it. So don't go around opening your mouth, promising to do something that you haven't checked out with God first. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Amen. Your heavenly Father knows perfectly well that you have needs, and he will give them to you if you give him first place in your life, first place in your life, and live as he wants you to. So we are not to be anxious about anything. When we desire God's righteousness through Jesus Christ to be reflected in our words and actions, when we seek to be dedicated to his way over our own way or what we prefer, when we seek to execute his plan, our own plan, when our primary goal is for the fulfillment of his kingdom within our hearts and lives, then worry will cease to bind us and control us, and God will be free to move to meet our every need. I'll I'll say that again. Okay? When we desire God's righteousness 
through Jesus Christ to be reflected in our words and actions. When we seek to be dedicated to his will over our own way or what we prefer. When we seek to execute his plan in place of our own plan. When our primary goal is for the fulfillment of his kingdom within our hearts and lives, then Worry will cease to bind us and control us, and God will be free to move to meet our every need. As you try to resist worry in the battlefield of your mind, the enemy will try to draw you back into the old habit pattern of worry. So, what's going to happen? Well, you will have to make some decisions. You will have to decide, one, number one, do I want to stand against this sin and the power of God? Number one. Number two, do I want to resist this sin in the name of Jesus Christ? Number three, will I allow the Holy Spirit to fill this area of my thought life with him? Number four, or Will I refuse to wage war in the spirit and allow this worry sin to torment me in my mind forever? I suppose you'll have to make a decision, Saint. God has given you a free will to decide which way you will go. He has given you the power to resist. Really? Yes, and you know it already. James chapter 4, verse 7. James chapter 4, verse 7. James chapter 4 and verse 7. Submit yourself. See, it doesn't say pastor does it for you. It says you're supposed to do something. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Turn yourself in. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Luke chapter 21, verse 15. Luke chapter 21, verse 15. Luke chapter 21, verse 15. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. 
So God's going, we, we've talked about speaking forth the word. Well, there it is. Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning with verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning with verse 8. Be sober. Be serious-minded. Be vigilant. Stay on top of it. Because. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I've already encouraged you not to be devourable. Whom resist? See, you must resist him. You can't be passive. You must resist. Whom resist? Steadfast in the faith. In the faith, it doesn't say in the flesh, it says in the faith. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affliction, the same persecution are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Other Christians are going through it too. The God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory, by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. And in that order. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ has made all the provisions for your needs on the cross of Calvary. So, saints, now it is up to you to allow the Holy Spirit the freedom to replace worry, your own worry, with the fullness of God and the fullness of life in his kingdom. Yes, you must allow the Holy Spirit to do this. So you say, Pastor, I'm not worried. Well, saints, whenever you engage in stress, anxiety, fear, or nervousness about what might happen or might not happen, or you care, carry, uncalled for care concerning a matter. In other words, I'm just a little concerned. No, it's more than that. Once you start verbalizing it that way, it's more than that. It's already gone over the limit. It's already gone over the limit. Amen. Just come on, tell the truth about it. It's already gone over the limit. When you carry uncalled for care concerning a matter, You worry, because, see, it's still working in your mind. It's still going. It's still churning. Even if you go to do something else, it's still working in the back of your mind. Yes, worry is what that is called. It affects your mind, your thoughts, your heart, and your beliefs. It 
steers your actions instead of the peace of God. It steers your actions instead of, in the place of, the spirit of God, the peace of God. Amen. Let's visit Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your heart. So the peace of God is a ruler. And he's supposed to rule in our heart, to the which also ye are called in one body. So you're called to do this. You have a calling to allow the peace of God to be the ruler of your heart. And be ye thankful. And be ye thankful. Amen. Praise the Lord. The most pressing need for any person is God. We all, on some level, war against God. Peace comes when we lay down our rebellion and resistance and submit ourselves to his lordship. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Romans chapter 5. Amen. Romans. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Amen. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It does not say, therefore, being justified by religion or religious activities. It says, therefore, being justified by faith. We have peace with God. So the faith is interlocked and connected with the peace of God through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. All right. So that's what we must do. It's nice to read the scriptures, but we actually have to do them. Once we are no longer at war with God on any issue, any issue, any issue, we can begin to incorporate new experiences of peace into our lives and personalities. Ah. Philippians chapter 4, 
Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 6. Amen. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Be careful for nothing. Don't be full of care about anything at all. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, specific requests, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, not your mom. To God. If God wants to use your mom, fine. If not, fine. No problem. But you see, clearance must come from God. Amen. You see, when you come to Jesus Christ, your support system is Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, saints, sometimes we are in a place where we need to receive. And God will designate certain persons to give so that we can receive. It's a place of humility. But because God uses a certain person does not mean we get to take for granted that that's the person that's going to always do this. It's up to God to decide whom he will use and when, what situation he will change and when. Your eyes are not supposed to be fixed on the the on the designee, your eyes are supposed to be fixed on the Lord. Praise the Lord. I believe you understand me clearly. I'll give you an example from my own family because these persons are now deceased. And if they're listening from heaven, they can listen to this part of the message. Members of my family always knew that this one person in our family, if you got in a tight, he would help you out. And so that's how they handled things. When they got in a tight, they were always running to this person. So I learned from that not to do that. Because the Bible says that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. I'm supposed to be depending on the good shepherd, my Lord. He's my support system. If he chooses to use others, that's his prerogative. And if he chooses not to, that's his prerogative. My eyes are to be focused on him. Amen? Clear enough. Praise God. 
So this scripture speaks of the inner peace that comes from fully trusting God to meet all our needs. In Colossians 3.15, it was explained to us that if we are worried or troubled, we should allow God's peace to determine and settle the matter at hand. If we are worried or troubled, we should allow God's peace to determine and settle the matter at hand. That's right. The peace of God is supposed to be like an umpire, like a judge in your heart, ruling this in and that out. Amen. Worry, saints, is actually a lack of faith and trust resulting from, where does it come from? from looking at the circumstances instead of the Lord. For looking at the circumstances instead of the Lord. Psalm 127, verse 2. Psalm 127, verse 2. Psalm 127. Amen. And I'm turning with you. Psalm 127, verse 2. Start in verse 1. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain or useless for you to rise up early to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrow. What does that mean? To roll over and over and over and over again in you what's going on or what's not going on. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. God would prefer you go to sleep than toss and turn. Amen? The Lord tells us to cast our worries and burdens on him. Psalm 55, verse 22. Psalm 55 and verse 2, I think. 22. There it is. Psalm 55 and verse 22. Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. No, just wear it yourself and let it wear you out. That's not the Lord's plan. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. No, sit in church and cry. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. No, go to work and whine to anybody who listens to you. Thy burden upon the Lord. And he shall sustain thee. 
He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Mm-hmm. Matthew, Matthew, chapter 11, Matthew, chapter 11, Matthew, chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. Matthew, chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. Come unto me, Jesus said. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your soul. Rest for your mind, your will, your emotions, all of you. That's right. Some of us have a tendency of taking too much on ourselves. Why? Because that's what we think we're supposed to do. Well, that's not what Jesus said. Yes, your auntie probably did, but that's not what Jesus says to do. Amen? He says to come to him. For everyone who works so hard beneath a heavy load, he's gentle, he's humble, and you will find rest for your soul. And he'll lighten your burden. But you actually have to come to him. But that's not what most of us do. Most of us keep running in circles. You know, it's time to make the donuts. 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 And we do it every week. We start it all over again. It's time to make the donuts. It's time to make the donuts. That's not what he said to do. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He didn't tell you to be a rat in the rat race. There is no command in Scripture for you to be a rat in the rat race. The choice is yours. Amen. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. First Peter chapter five verse seven. First Peter chapter five verse seven. Casting all wait a minute. I have to go back. First Peter go ahead and go there because I'm gonna meet you there in a second. Ah, here we are. Made it. Chapter 5. And I'm going to begin at verse 6. Why? Because they go together. That's why. 1 Peter, chapter 5, and I'm beginning at verse 6. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. 
God has a mighty hand, and he wants you to humble yourself underneath it, that he may exalt you in due time. How is he going to do that? Verse 7, by casting all your care, all your anxiety upon him, for he careth for you. Verse 8, be sober, be serious, be vigilant, stay on your job, paying attention, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. And you're driving down the street trying to figure it out, and you don't see that car that's about to dart out in front of you. That's not what he said. He said, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Psalm 112. Beginning with verse 7. Psalm 112. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. I think I'll just start this one at the beginning a little. Psalm 112, praise ye the Lord, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed, his descendants shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. You don't know what to do? Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Amen. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Verse 7, he shall not be afraid of evil times. They're going to shut down the plant. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is singing the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid. Amen? Praise God. That's what God said. Now, you have a choice. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. God will keep that one in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he's trusting in God. 
You see, it's wonderful to have the scriptures and read the scriptures, but we have to do the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verse 6. Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verse 6. Deuteronomy, chapter 31, and verse 6. Amen. Verse 6. Be strong and of a good courage. Be strong. And of a good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. He will not fail you, nor abandon you. Amen. So you got tickets that you don't know you've got. He will not fail thee nor abandon thee. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor abandon thee. Amen. Saints, we have nothing to worry or fear. Because God is with us and will not fail. God is with us and will not fail. Psalm 23, verse 4. Psalm 23 and verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, and verse 27. Jesus speaking. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Do not allow your heart to be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So it seems here, saints, we have something to do with whether or not our heart is troubled or afraid. We have to allow the process to take place. And so God's telling us, don't allow it to happen. It's a challenge, but we must obey him. And we know that his commandments are not grievous unto us. Amen? Amen. So I think we understood what the Lord has to say tonight. He's been talking to us about fear. 
and many other things. He's been talking to us about fear and many other things. Praise God. And he's looking. He's looking for us to do what he said. You see, God is faithful. He doesn't renege on his promises. We have to do our part, though. We have to do our part. Our obedience is what he is expecting of us. And to tell you the truth, we owe it to him. We owe it to him. Amen? We owe it to him. We owe it to him. Yes, we do. Amen? We owe it to him. So, pay what you owe. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And. 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 Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right, area code 443, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Amen, good evening. Good evening. Um, what can we do so for you? Pastor Sabrina, I had, um, I'm new to the ministry, I'm new to um, miracles, and so um, I'm just, you know, very blessed to um, have come the Lord has really blessed me to come into this ministry of deliverance. And so um, when I was younger, um, I grew up in a foster home. I'm a foster child. And um, it was a the foster home, you know, um, to my, it, it was a Christian foster home. My grandfather, he was a pastor. Um, the, all of the children were um, preacher's kids. But my foster mother, she sought a psychic or a palm reader, and as we were, you know, growing up, a lot she had done a lot of things. She had became very angry, and she, you know, had us putting like, you know, doing things like putting salt in corners and um, well, and so you know, when I moved into a house, you know, she would say, "Well, put the put salt in all of the corners of the home," and so. I guess I'm coming to understand that, that was witchcraft. Um, yes. And so, I, I yes, I, the Lord. And so I, I stopped doing it. You know, I got one home. I might have done it. I, I moved into another home, and I might have done it. But then the Lord showed me, you know, don't do that anymore. And so I just, um, I suffered with, um, I, I, with you know, anger and um, maybe some fear and uh, just, you know, um, a few things that I want to be delivered from. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mother. And um, I just want to be, you know, delivered from those things. I want my heart to be, you know, tended towards my children and tended towards my husband. And so um, I, I picked up some things from her as far as, you know, I saw some things. And 
she although she's my foster mother, you know, I, I guess, you know, she someone is raising you, you kinda learn those behaviors and um they stick with you. So, you know, and I, I assume that that's those demons that you talk about, um, and that we come against. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have you been listening to us? I've been listening for about, uh, I, I've gone back and watched a lot of the teachings. Um, I've come into agreement with a whole lot of stuff. Um, it's been about maybe two months, three months now, I would say. All right. But well, I listen, you know, and I go back and recap all the time because I just, you know, I, and come into agreement with just every prayer that is being prayed. And, you know, like you said the other day, which was, I think it was Wednesday, you know, don't just sit there, you know, as I'm praying, uh, you know, uh, please, if you don't, not speak in the tongue, please the blood or, uh, you know, do something. Don't just sit there and do anything. Do I mean, do nothing. So I, you know, I come into agreement with every prayer and I'm binding demons and, you know, just the same as <laughs> what, what you're doing, you know, um, or coming into agreement for sure. I've learned a lot since I've been, you know, uh, listening to this ministry for sure. I listen every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. All right. Okay. Now, uh, do you know who your biological parents were? I do. Yes, I I, I know my so my mother. Um, when I was eighteen, I went back. You know, my mother she was always in my life. She was always in my life. But my mother had fourteen children. Fourteen children by fourteen different men. Um, no, not 14 different men. She had maybe four children that all had the same father, but then all the rest of them, so I guess there would be 10, did not have the same father. Um, but, uh, she, um, so I knew, I knew who my mother was. My father, um, I maybe had met him one time, and so I don't know. I think the Lord is trying to show me, you know, somewhere, I, I did I did an ancestry search, and I believe the Lord is trying to show me somewhere that there could have been some type of Masonic uh, or uh, something, but I'm not I'm not sure about that. But I do know, you know, that my family. Um, when I did the search, my grand my my grandmother's mother raised like all the children, and they all lived in like one house. Um, they and they were born like in the 1800s my great-grandparents they lived like they were 100 years old and my grandmother she lived my father's mother she lived because she was like almost 100 and so um when I spoke to some of my you know relatives that would see my ancestry search they said that you know they they were like we have you know a background of you know being God-fearing people and so you know I thought that you know because I know I love the Lord all my life I, all my life I knew the Lord has been with me but I do see some things that, you know, I want to be delivered from. Okay. All right. Let's start at the beginning. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I repent. I repent. And turn away from. And turn away from all of my own sins. All of my own sins. And the sins of all of my ancestors. And the sins of all of my ancestors. 
biological, biological, and adopted. And adopted. Yeah. I ask you to forgive them, Lord. I ask you to forgive them, Lord. And I forgive them. And I forgive them. I ask you, Lord. And I ask you, Lord. To come into my heart. To come into my heart. And be my personal Lord and Savior. And be my personal Lord and Savior. I turn my life over to you, Lord Jesus. I turn my life over to you, Lord Jesus. I ask you. I ask you. To heal all of my brokenness. To heal all of my brokenness. My brokenness. My brokenness. And I ask you to heal all of my diseases. And I ask you, Lord, to heal all of my diseases. I ask you to deliver me. I ask you to deliver me. From all of the weaknesses. From all of the weaknesses. Of my family line. Family line. And my husband's family line. And my husband's family line. And all the family lines of the men that I have been with. And all of the family lines of the men that I have been with. Very good. I give you my love. I give you my love. My life. My life. And my loyalty. And my loyalty. And I want nothing to do. And I want nothing to do. With Satan and his power. With Satan and his power. I reject them all. I reject them all. All the traditions. All the traditions. And customs. And customs. That I have learned over the years. That I have learned over the years. That are displeasing to you. That are displeasing to you. And that are sin. And that are sin. I repent of them. I repent of them. And I ask you to disconnect me in the spirit from each of them. And I ask you to disconnect me in the spirit from each of them. I ask you to disconnect me. I ask you to disconnect me. From a spirit of poverty. From a spirit of poverty. And I ask you to release your blessing. And I ask you to release your blessing. Into my life. Into my life. I want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord. For what you're doing in my life now. For what you are doing in my life now. And I look forward to more of what you will do. And I look forward to more of what you will do. All right, saints, let's come into agreement. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I disconnect her from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, fetter, net, yoke, and snare of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. With the sword of the Spirit, I cut her free and cauterize the ends in the name of Jesus Christ. I take authority, dominion, and power over the spirits in her family lines in the name of Jesus Christ, all of her family lines, spirits from people she's been friends with, spirits from people she's been associated with, spirits from people she's been bonded with. I cut her free from them all in the name of Jesus Christ. I cauterize every end in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind every demon and I bind all of the strong men and their agents in the name of Jesus. I bind these spirits and I command them to come up and out of her now in the name of Jesus Christ. Take a deep breath and cough from your gut and keep coughing. <laughs> come on out, all of it, every bit of it, all of it, all of those family spirits coming down all the family line, from the husband's family line, all those spirits of infirmity, all of those things down in her uterus, you're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of the female order. Come out of the female organs. Come out of the female organs right now in the name of Jesus. All those witchcraft and occultic customs that she learned growing up, all those demons, you're bound. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ, every one of them. All the occult, all the witchcraft, all the soothsaying, all the divinators, all of the old wives' tales, you're bound in Jesus' name. Come up and out of her. Come up and out of her now. Come out. In Jesus' name. Go into the cage bound, into the feet of Jesus for judgment immediately. Come up and out now. All of the strong men from her life, from conception until this moment, are bound in Jesus' name. Were your parents married when you were conceived? No. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you to disconnect our sister once and for all from Oreguera, from the curse of the bastard. In Jesus' name. Come out of her. All of those hindrances to her life, come out, bound in the name of Jesus Christ. You can't stop her anymore. You can't hold her back. You can't be a Rilelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelel
Rumba baba baba ruku regita la dia sataraba. Trauma regita da brusta da dia. Pass her ruka de da bre. Ruka da abuse. Ruka da abandonment. Ruka de da brusta la dia. Come on out. Rikete <laughs> Ricky de Rebrusha de Yosu, Ricky de Rebrusha de Yasa, Red de Yosu, Ricky de Shekur, Rukuraki, Ije de Rabaro, de Yasola de Yasa. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over whorishness, over the spirit of whoredoms traveling down the family line. The spirit of whoredoms traveling down the family lines and fornication and adultery. Come on out. You're bound in Jesus' name. You have no right to her life. Come on out. Proverbs 11.21 declares that the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Spirit of iniquity, you're bound in Jesus' name. Come up and out of her. Spirit of iniquity, come up and out. Spirits of wickedness and unfaithfulness, you're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. Come on out. Spirits of fear, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirits of doubting, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirits of unbelief, you're bound in Jesus' name. Come up and out of her. You cannot stay. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that is in her mind. We cut her free in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut her free. We bind the demons and we cut her free. And we command them to come out of her right now in the name of Jesus. Every one of them. Come out. Come out. Come on out. You got to talk that thing out. Come on out. That suicide spirit, you're bound in Jesus' name. Every death spirit is bound. Leviathan, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Come out of her. We cut her free from you. 
every yes. snake in the belly. Oh, We pierce you through with the sword of the spirit. We cut her free from you. Every religious yes. demon, we cut you yes. off at the spine. We break your grip and hold. We open the chakras. We cut off your head. We split you down the middle. Come out of her yes. in the name of Jesus. Every religious yes. devil in her life, you come out. Kundalini, come out now, bound in Jesus' name, into the cage, to the feet of Jesus for judgment. All of the Kundalini spirits, all the false religious devils, all the false ministry, false ministers, misunderstandings of the scripture, ignorance of the word of God, you're bound in Jesus' name. All the psychic abilities coming down the family line, we destroy you now in Jesus' name. Spirit of theft, you're bound in Jesus' name. Come out of her. Come out of her in Jesus' name. Robbery, you're bound in Jesus' name. Come out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Father, there's a lot more. This comes out in layers, honey, just like an onion. We're just working on the first layer right now. It's just like an onion. It has layers. And we're working on the outermost layer right now. There's a lot Mm -hmm. more stuff in you, but the Lord said that's enough for tonight. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you to seal her with your blood and by the by the name of Jesus Christ and by your holy word. I ask you to release a blessing over her, and I forbid the devil to retaliate against her because she received deliverance in Jesus' name. Do you have a prayer link? I think I do, yes. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority, dominion, and power over false tongues, and we bind them in the name of Jesus. Take a deep breath and cough. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Father, I ask that you take this deliverance that we've done thus far to completion and fill her with the Holy Spirit to overflowing, releasing her prayer language into her spirit and into her life and out of her mouth in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath, open your mouth, and let out what's there. Now, what I need you to do is I need you to send me an email at gproom at outlook.com and explain to me a little bit more about your background, all right? Yes. All right. And remind me that you're the person that uh, that I prayed for tonight. And yes, we'll go amen. a little bit further. 
as the Lord allows, okay? Stay in the word of God. Play the scriptures over you, King James Version, as much as possible. And be still before the Lord and let him do the work in you that he desires to do. God bless you and we love you, okay? Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much and I receive it. Love you as well. All right. Bye-bye. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Let's see. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning an atheist group who fought to take down a large cross from a San Francisco area park said Christians in the community had long enjoyed a special privilege of having the religious symbol up on public property. Larry Hickok coordinator for the East Bay Atheists, led the fight in 2015 to remove the cross on Albany Hill, which had overlooked the city of Albany and the East Bay for over 50 years. He argued the cross was not only unconstitutional, but also made the city appear exclusionary to unbelievers. Our presence at many city council meetings over the years, always stressing the illegality and immorality of giving Christianity the special privilege of having its cross dominating the park provided the impetus for the council to continue working to remove the cross, he said. The land where the cross stood had once been privately owned but was sold by a developer afterward and became a part of a public park. Before selling, the original landowners created an easement granting maintenance of the cross to a local community service group, the Albany Lions Club. The East Bay Atheists led a grassroots effort asking the city council to remove the cross, arguing it was unconstitutional and could be a fire hazard on the hilltop park. A lengthy court battle ensued between the Albany Lions Club and the Albany City Council. We called attention to the extreme fire danger represented by the cross with its blatant and illegal use of a bay tree swinging in the wind in place of a phone pole. This represented a severe fire danger, and we initially focused on pointing out that the Lions Club should be held to the same legal standards as the rest of us, Hickok explained. The local group leaders said they continued to raise concerns about the cross to the city council, where they clashed with the Christians in the community who wanted the cross to stay. None of the pro even began to grasp the morality of the constitutional argument, confining their comments to how great it felt having their version, their version of Christianity featured by an illuminated cross at the top of a hill in a city park. 
A federal judge agreed, ruling that the cross violated the First Amendment by favoring one religion over another. The city was given prejudgment possession and was allowed to take the cross down in June. Hickok said the cross, which the Albany Lions Club lit up on Christian holidays, sent an unwelcome message to atheists, agnostics, and followers of other religions. It makes you feel like you're not really a part of the group, and you find kind of feel left out, he explained. And he said his group's goal was simply to keep government and religion separate and let people have their own religious opinions and not give special privileges to whoever has the biggest club. So he thinks it's a club, eh? Hickok denied opposition to the cross was futile by rumors the cross had an association with KKK cross burnings in the area. He claimed city leaders had rejected such claims. Christians in the community were only repeating them to distract from the real issues. He stressed he did not hate the cross, but didn't believe it should be in the park. I can say that I don't hate the cross. I would fight for its right to be in a church where it belongs instead of enjoying a special privilege inside a city park, he explained. Also, our only role in getting people on the council was that several of us did distribute flyers for two candidates' re-election campaigns. One of those candidates was a devout Christian who agreed that the cross should not be on park property. Hickok said their effort was aided by a number of local ministers in the community and surrounding Lions Club. The atheist group brought their case to the Freedom From Religion Foundation, which advocates for the separation of church and state. Annie Laurie Gaylor, co-president of the foundation, praised the city council for taking down the Christian symbol, saying it made Albany look like a Christian theocracy, that they endorse Christians, favor Christians. It just sends an un-American message, she explained. Albany Mayor Aaron Tideman also celebrated the decision to take down the cross as the Bay Area city value. Remember, this is San Francisco. The city has actually put its money where its mouth is, and our city looks a little bit more accepting now in a way that we think is consistent with our values. Albany Mayor Aaron Tideman uh, said, for the small local group of people that really want to see the cross stay, when you've had such a privilege for so long, losing it feels like being oppressed. That's going to be an adjustment for folks, but I think we will all get used to it, and I think it's a real benefit. Laurie Gaylor's group filed an amicus brief supporting the city of Albany in their legal fight with the Albany Lions Club. She said they took up the case because government should be free from religion. Well, my goodness, she didn't read the Constitution, did she? Both leaders from the group, And the East Bay atheists saw the cross case as part of a larger trend of the judicial system showing partiality to Christians, pointing to the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. We have had a takeover of the Supreme Court, basically judges that would vote in favor of Christianity against abortion. They had a litmus test when they were appointed. And that does have a chilling effect on all the lower courts, Lori Gaylor explained. 
Hickok argued that the legal standard for religious symbols on public property had morphed in the past decade. Ten years ago, the accepted legal standard for religious monuments on public property was whether they were outwardly religious or historical. Suddenly, crosses were declared war memorials in an attempt to get around the truth. Now, the Albany Lions Club bases the defense of its cross on the persecution of Christianity and the concept that the least harmful way to resolve the issue is to sell a tiny plot of the club for a penance. They glorify their pleasure in holding religious services at the cross. This defense is a radical departure from accepted legal standards, he said. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications in such a matter. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Massachusetts couple filed a complaint this week against the state's health secretary and multiple officials in the Department of Children and Families after their application to become foster parents was denied over their stance on LGBTQ people. Michael and Catherine uh, Burke began the month-long application process with the DCF to foster or adopt a child in January 2022, according to the complaint. The process involves screenings to gauge the couple's views on raising children from historically marginalized groups, including LGBTQ children. A social worker's report attached to the complaint said the couple was asked how they would feel if a child in their care identified as LGBTQ or struggled with their gender identity. Kitty Burke responded by saying, let's take out, take the T out of it and call gender-affirming care chemical castration, according to the report. She also said, I'm going to love you the same, but that the child would need to live a chaste life. Both Kitty and Michael Burke expressed hesitation around using a transgender or non-binary person's preferred pronoun, the social worker's report noted. Michael Burke told the social worker he'd been to gay weddings and would like to attend his child's wedding if they were LGBTQ, according to the report. And the couple said they wouldn't kick a child out of their home for being LGBTQ or subject them to conversion therapy. Following the interview, the social worker issued an approval with conditions specifically around religion and LGBTQIA++ related issues. Their application was later denied by the department's licensing review team, the complaint states. An official at the Massachusetts Department of Children and Families said the department does not comment on pending litigation and said neither DCF nor the state's Office of Health and Human Services had been served. The couple cites five violations of their First Amendment rights. One of the Burke's attorneys, Lori Widham, senior counsel at Beckett Law, a nonprofit legal group focusing on religious liberty, told NBC News in a statement that the couple was shocked when their application was denied. The Burks were devastated to learn that they were denied a license to foster or adopt any child in the Massachusetts child welfare system. They're asking the court to get rid of that discriminatory denial so that they will not be barred from fostering and adopting children in the future in Massachusetts or elsewhere, Wyndham said. Beckett previously represented Fult Sharonel Fulton, 
and Tony Sims Bush in Fulton versus Philadelphia, a 2021 Supreme Court case that unanimously ruled in favor of a Catholic adoption agency's right to refuse to place children with LGBT couples. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning that. That We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning California regulators voted Thursday to allow self-driving car companies Waymo and Cruise to offer 24-7 paid taxi service in San Francisco, a major win for the industry that could pave the way for more widespread adoption of the technology. Cars without drivers have become a common sight on San Francisco's winding, hilly, and often foggy streets. These votes strip most limitations on operating and charging for rides, essentially creating more ride-hailing services like Uber or Lyft just without the driver. It's a pivotal moment for the autonomous transportation industry, expanding one of the biggest test cases for a world in which many companies envision not needing drivers at all. For years, companies from Amazon to Google Google have experimented with self-driving vehicles, something that could prove incredibly disruptive to the labor economy if it ever materializes en masse. In California alone, there are more than 40 companies, ranging from young startups to tech giants, that have permits to test their cars in San Francisco, according to the California Department of Motor Vehicles. According to a Washington Post analysis of the data, the companies collectively clock millions of miles on public roads every year, along with hundreds of mostly minor accidents. California often serves as a canary in the coal mine, for the county and the developed world, said David Zipper, visiting fellow at the Harvard Kennedy School's Taubin Center for State and Local Government. We're just talking about monumental impact on how our streets work. Environmental emissions on sprawl on equity. The potential impacts just can't be overstated. The California Public Utilities Commission approved the permits for Waymo and Cruz on Thursday despite pushback from local leaders and many residents in San Francisco who argue that the autonomous vehicles have caused chaos around the city from traffic jams to disrupted emergency scenes. The three-to-one vote came after a seven-hour meeting in San Francisco where hundreds of people came out in both in support and against the proposal. I do believe in the potential of this technology to increase safety on the roadway, the commissioner John Reynolds, who is a former managing counsel at Cruz. That's a conflict of interest. Today is the first of many steps in bringing autonomous vehicle transportation service to Californians and setting a successful and transparent model for other states to follow. I bind that in the name of Jesus Christ. Aaron Paskin, president of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors and a frequent critic of the self-driving cars, said he, Mayor London Breed and members of the city's transportation agencies plan to meet after the vote to discuss the next steps. He said it is likely the city would file for a rehearing, which would be a precursor to litigation against the commission. This is going to be an issue that San Francisco and cities and states around the country are going to grapple with for a long time to come. I bind that in the name of Jesus. So this is the beginning, not the end. Public data on California testing analyzed by the Post shows the sharp expansion in recent years. 
2020, 551 cars were tested over 1.8 million miles in California. By 2022, that grew to 1,051 cars tested over more than 4.7 million miles. Google's sister company, Waymo and Cruise, are the largest companies testing in the state by far, with hundreds of cars on the road in San Francisco at any given time. But there are other well-known names in the race, too. Apple, which has largely kept quiet on its self-driving car operation, internationally dubbed Project Titan, had about 50 cars testing on public roads, according to 2022 data. Amazon Zook has about 100 cars. A hodgepodge of largely startups comprise the rest. So we thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. (sighs) We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. A couple in Georgia have accused a doctor of using excessive force which allegedly decapitated their baby during delivery. First-time parents Jessica Ross, 20, and Trayvon Isaiah Taylor, Sr., 21, claim Tracy St. Julian, an OBGYN specialist and staff at Southern Regional Medical Center, then tried to cover up the decapitation by propping up their son to make it appear his head was still attached. The couple's attorneys announced suing Dr. St. Julian and the hospital in Riverdale, about 13 miles south of Georgia, for gross negligence, fraud, and intentional infliction of emotional distress at a press conference on Wednesday. They were so excited about the birth of their first child, attorney Corey Lynch told reporters. Unfortunately, their dreams and hopes turned into a nightmare that was covered up by Southern Regional Medical Center. The hospital said Privacy laws prevented it from discussing individual patients, but that it denies the allegations in a statement to the Associated Press. Our commitment is to provide compassionate quality care to every single patient, and this loss is heartbreaking, it said. According to the lawsuit, the baby became stuck as Ms. Ross was giving birth vaginally in the hospital on the 9th of July. The couple requested a cesarean section, but it was denied and the doctors failed and the doctor failed to seek help quickly, according to Mr. Lynch. Dr. St. Julian then applied ridiculously excessive force on the baby's head to try to deliver it. Attorney said the doctors delayed taking Ms. Ross for a C-section for three hours, by which time a fetal monitor had stopped recording a heartbeat, according to the suit. The baby's legs and body were then delivered by C-section while the head was delivered vaginally, midnight on the 10th of July. Attorney Roderick Edmund, who is also a physician, told the press conference, doctors tried to convince the couple the baby's head was still attached by wrapping and propping up his body, the attorneys alleged. Staff at the hospital allegedly discouraged the couple from seeking an autopsy and advised them to have the boy cremated, the lawsuit claimed. They only realized their baby had been decapitated when they took it to a funeral home, according to the suit. The case was an example of the increased risk of infant and maternal mortality for black women, Mr. Edmonds said. Southern Regional Medical Center told the Associated Press that Dr. St. Julian was not an employee and it had taken the appropriate steps in response 
to this unfortunate situation. Dr. St. Julian is described as a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist and certified robotic surgeon who has been practicing in the Atlanta area since 2005. She is a part of the premier women's OBGYN healthcare organization that provides midwifery, fertility, and hormone replacement treatment in the Atlanta area. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication. Seeing adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Now, saints, if I don't make it all the way through this, you get to read it. Amen? Praise the Lord. And since I cannot pronounce this man's name, it's going. I'm going to call him Dr. Z. All right. Stepping into the van guarded by armed soldiers with five surgeons and nurses, Dr. Z didn't know he was entering into a world that would haunt him for the next quarter of a century. Dr. Z, then a resident doctor at one of China's largest military hospitals, knew little more than they were on a secret military mission near a military prison located around the northeastern Chinese city of Dalian. A light blue fabric covered the four sides of the vehicle, shielding it from any curious glances. When the door opened, four burly soldiers carried in a man whose limbs were bound with thin ropes that had cut deeply into his flesh. The man was no more than 18 years old. Okay. His organs, the surgical crew, had been told the day before were healthy and fresh to step on the man's legs and don't let him move. He pressed the man's legs down with his hands, and to his shock, they were warm to the touch. Blood was now flowing from the man's throat. He watched the doctor slice open the man's stomach and two others reach in to remove a kidney each. So they both reached in and snatched out a kidney. The man's legs twitched and his throat moved, although no sound came out. Cut his artery and veins quick, a doctor told Dr. Z. As he did so, so much blood gushed out that it splashed all over Dr. Z's gown and gloves. That was when he got the order to extract the man's eyes. Dr. Z looked at the man's face. Staring back at him was a pair of wide-open eyes. It was horrifying beyond words. He was looking right at me. His eyelids were moving. He was alive. Dr. Z recounted in July the first time he agreed to use his real name to recount this story. But in the van in 1994, little did he know he was party to what would soon become an industrialized killing apparatus set up to extract organs from prisoners of conscience and sell them on demand. In the van, he told the other doctors, I can't do this. He felt his brain empty as out, empty out as he sat there shaking, sweating, and paralyzed. The doctor across from him immediately pressed the man's head to the floor of the van. With two fingers pressed on the eyelids and a hemostat in the other hand, the doctor clamped out each of the man's eyes. The body, now motionless, was placed in a plastic bag and taken away by soldiers waiting outside. The van sped back to the general hospital at Xinyang Military Region, where Dr. Z did his residency. 
The nurses quickly gathered up the bloodied medical equipment. Lights were on in two operations rooms when they reached the hospital. Another team of doctors was waiting to begin the organ transplantation. Dr. Z was too sickened to be useful, even though the department director wanted him to get his hand in at the at watching from a few yards away as the surgery progressed. When the transplant operations were complete, the medical staff went into an upscale restaurant and feasted in silence, although Dr. Z said he couldn't take a bite. After the meal, he took leave, developing a high fever at the same time. The horror Dr. Z witnessed in the van and afterward at the hospital took place in 1994 when the Chinese regime's mass-scale state-sanctioned forced organ harvesting was still in its infancy. It soon ballooned into a billion-dollar industry using prisoners of conscience, especially adherents of the persecuted faith group Falun Gong, to fuel its rise. In the same city as the hospital was in the whatever concentration camp, which multiple whistleblowers reveal as a mass killing ground of imprisoned Falun Gong adherents for their organs since the persecution began in 1999. While the underground facility was abandoned after being exposed internationally, an untold number of other such camps exist in China. Dr. Z is one of the several witnesses who have come forward since 2006 to expose the regime's grisly practice. Since then, a multitude of independent reports have provided information on the severity and scale of the practice. In 2019, a London-based independent tribunal concluded that China's ruling regime killed prisoners of conscience for their organs on a significant scale and that Falun Gong practitioners are the primary victims. That paralyzed, desperate, fearful, and pain has since tormented Dr. Z day and night. Under the light lay a young life, a fellow human being, whose organs were being harvested while he was alive, he said. The horror Dr. Z witnessed in the van and afterward at the hospital took place. Eh, okay, let me see if I'm reading it again. Yeah, I'm reading the second part. Okay, let me get down to the other part. Mm. Okay, U.S. lawmakers have taken steps to prevent Americans from embarking on transplant tourism to China, thus becoming complicit. Representative Scott Perry is pushing for the passage of his Falun Gong Protection Act, which would sanction prosecutions of Falun Gong. Persecutors, thank you, of Falun Gong. The bill would also ban cooperation with communist China in the organ transplantation field. The Bipartisan Stop Force Organ Harvesting Act of 2023, which seeks to publish enablers of the abuse, passed overwhelmingly in the House in March. In June, Texas adopted the country's first law to counter the issue, banning health insurers from financing organ transplant surgeries linked to China. Fear still had its grip on Dr. Z as he slowly recounted his story for the first time in 2015 using an alias. During the hours-long interview, he struggled to utter a complete sentence, sometimes with his two hands held 
tightly to the edge of the table in front of him, other times fidgeting, standing up, and sitting down. His facial expression was contorted, pleading that it was too horrifying. Tears filled Dr. Z's eyes as he described in a trembling voice the removal of the young man's eyes. During his residency at the hospital, Dr. Z was favored by his superiors thanks to his father's influence and the local communist power circle. A skilled doctor in traditional Chinese medicine, his father was sought by local officials. Some of the top military leaders were frequent guests at his family's dining table. Knowing this, doctors treated Dr. Z differentially, frequently allowing him to participate in surgeries when other interns couldn't. Soon after the organ extract, excuse me, extraction in the back of the van, Dr. Z left the hospital. He became a pediatrician and internist in the city of whatever that is. Some four hours drive north of Dalian, but that sense of horror only deepened over time as he glimpsed more from behind the scenes. In 2002, Dr. Z accompanied a military official for his medical checkup at the hospital where he once interned. The doctor told the official that he needed a new kidney to live. Quality one for you, another military officer told his superior in the hallway. A fresh one from Falun Gong practitioners. That was the first time Dr. Z heard that Falun Gong adherents were a specific organ source. On the way home, the official asked Dr. Z whether he should get a kidney transplant. Don't do it, Dr. Z replied. Isn't that committing a murder? It was as though that official that Dr. Z, it was through that official that Dr. Z learned how widespread forced organ harvesting was in China. Armed police and officials above division ranks all knew about it, and it's pretty much known throughout the military. It's nothing novel, Dr. Z said. To make more money, he said, the military had opened many green passages or fast lanes at airports to quickly transport fresh human organs across the country. The infectious disease units at military hospitals had all become dens of forced organ harvesting, he said. In about one to two weeks, a month at the longest, a match would be found. The official whose kidney was failing opted not to get a transplant. He lived three more years relying on dialysis and died in 2005. Another acquaintance, an aide to the officials at the seven-member Politburo Standing Committee, the core of elite Chinese leadership, told Dr. Z something even more shocking. In the conversation, Dr. Z remarked that the persecution of Falun Gong in northeastern China was quite severe. The acquaintance made no immediate response, but before they parted, he turned and looked straight at Dr. Z. In Hubei Province, Wuhan City, under the back garden of the Hubei Province Public Security Bureau, it's full of detained Falun Gong practitioners. Some are underage kids, he said, stopping at every word. I've been there, he added after a pause. They didn't discuss it further, but the implication that that this was a mass source of organs weighed heavily on Dr. Z. It marked a new piece of evidence into the force of organ harvesting of Falun Gong practitioners. Amen. So I think you can finish the rest. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. Brother Marshall, let's pray. The Lord is waiting. Amazing. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You know what's going on all over the world, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Help me, Jesus, to do this properly. Thank you, Lord. Hopefully you can still hear me. Tried to put the headphone I was so shocked by what I was hearing that I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to what I was supposed to be doing right here and now. Lord, you know where each one of us are. And you know the heart of man. <laughs> you said the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Somewhere in Jeremiah. But Lord, you can purify anyone's heart. And Jesus was moved by what? By compassion. That's why he did all those miracles. Who is compassion? Father God is love. And where did Father God hang out? In Jesus. He was in him. Jesus said, apart from the Father, I can do nothing. So, Father, we need your love, your compassion for other human beings created in your image. Because you made us in your image. Like you remind us in the beginning of your book. And you told us that we had dominion on the earth. But that's really the first chapter of the Bible, isn't it? It says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So all those creeps are subject unto us, Father. And some of those people that look like they're humans, some people call them lizard heads, some people call them um, psychopaths, meaning they, 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 they act like an animal and not like a human. Because we're made in the image of God. Like a mother usually has compassion on her own children, usually. But the Lord said, I, even if your mother will forsake you, I will not forsake you. I'll never leave you. Because your names are engraved in the palms of my hand. That's what you did. So the joy set before you, Lord. So, Father, for all these different rather startling things, the last of which being perhaps one of the most disturbing, Father God, not that I hadn't heard a little bit about it, but oh my goodness, the the first-hand description makes it quite graphic. Mm. Father, you love all the children. Red and yellow, black and white, yeah, they're all precious in your sight. We used to sing that, right? With our little kids, with little children. Father, we ask for your adjudication in every one of these situations, Father God, including those where in San Francisco area, I thought they were talking about uh, New York State for them to talk about Albany for a while, but no, it was, apparently it's, it's, in, it's in San Francisco. That makes much more sense, doesn't it? But Father, there are people with hard hearts everywhere. So we do pray for this person. I don't know, Larry Hickok can be saved. The other people involved can be saved, Father God. But, but you got a hold of Saul of Tarsus, and he was very religious. Oh, he was super-duper religious. He, he knew a lot about the Old Testament, but he didn't know the author. He didn't know God who was love. And he persecuted the first century church, big time. And that's why Jesus said to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He said, whatever you do, the least of these, you've done it unto me. And those people that want to have their cross in, in that park, Father God, they, as Blatcher Sabrina pointed out, they don't seem to know about the Constitution. That this was a Christian nation. 
Yeah, all different kinds of people. They just wanted to be under the any particular government church. They wanted to be free from government, you know, like not like a Roman Catholic uh, uh, predominance or Anglican predominance or whatever. They wanted to be able to be Quakers or Methodists or whatever. They wanted to be Baptists or whatever. They wanted to be Puritans or whatever it was. They wanted to just serve the living God the way they saw fit because not everybody has the same perspective. And that's okay. But they were 99% of them, some of them Masonic, mixed in. Yes, it was even from the beginning. I think even George Washington might have been a Mason to some degree. I don't know. Pat Halvey had quite a big talk about George Washington and about some of his encounters in Valley Forge and other places. Father God, we, we ask for your divine help and adjudication for all these people in this nation that want to stand on the actual U.S. Constitution. Some people say that that our current so-called uh, head of this uh, nation, titular head or whatever it is, whether he's actually a human being or not, that's a whole other story, too. Uh, I don't really know. But, Father God, some people say, yes, he's the legal head of the corporation of the United States, not the, not the United States under the Constitution. It's a corporation. The, so, Father God, we, we know there's a spiritual battle going on, and Satan knows his time is really, really, really short. That's why he's pulling out all the stops right now. And what does he come to do? Jesus made it really clear in John 10.10. 10. He said, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the father of lies. And there's a whole lot of people have been lying. Lying about, oh, we want to protect the law and the, the, the right of the, the people to have be free from, free freedom from religion, not free, free <laughs> freedom of religion. There's a big difference. I'm not religious, I just love the Lord. It's not a religion, it's a relationship. Pastor Sabrina says that over, and I've heard many other people say that over and over again. So, Father, help the people that claim to be Christians actually develop that understanding, that relationship. They will all know you, Lord. Like you said in Hebrews chapter 8, all those people that know you, Lord, from the least of them to greatest of them, help many people to be able to stand up for the truth. I don't know what the, about the Lions Club, but we do ask for adjudication in that situation, Father God, in the San Francisco area where all these atheists are gathering together with the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Oh, my goodness. Maybe at least they're not out and out Satanists. Well, maybe they are. <clears throat> so, Father, ask for your help. And all these people, the people who claim to be uh, trying to uh, uh, appease, appease to both sides of the, of the aisle, as it were, like this mayor or whatever it was. What was his name? Kind of a set up to get that, but I guess they... Oh, Father God. We ask you to have, have your way. We bind everywhere. The mayor, Albany's mayor, Aaron Peterman. Maybe he had a Jewish background. I don't know what that is. But, Father God, it doesn't matter. Some people have Jewish names that may not even be Jewish. Some people claim to be Jewish and not Jewish. Some people claim to be Christians, but they're not Christian. They may even have a name, but Christian. <laughs> so, Father God, but you know what's behind each one. Names should be important. And they, they, they are in your book, that's for sure. So, Father God, we ask you to help those children, many, many children, big children, little children, to make the right choices, not just in San Francisco, all over the place. Those people over there, including making decisions about who's able to adopt. Oh, these people do conservative. They're not going along with the woke agenda. What is the woke agenda? Father God, we thank you, Father, that there are people who've been part of it, part of the transgender movement, who have awakened out of their doldrums, and they said, no, this is a global uh, agenda to um, 
bring confusion and a lot worse than that, to bring in a new uh, new world order agenda, Father God. That's what it's the whole, is our battle's not against flesh and blood. I think I might have posted that earlier. Our battle's not against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places, not just the mayor of Albany near San Francisco. All the people, the people in, in Massachusetts. What's going on in Massachusetts, Lord? They used to have what uh, witch trials. They seem to have a little residue of that still, don't they? They still have to like have a little satanic flair up there. Father God, we ask you to deliver the people in Massachusetts and the, the, the people in California. There's a lot of true believers, Father God, in both states. I know there are, Father God, but some people are confused. So, Father God, you're not the author of confusion, but of pieces in all the churches of the saints. But we know, but we know that we're supposed to first bind the strong man. And Jesus says that, that the enemy, and we've heard it even from the enemy's mouth, that people say that, that, that we're very strong, but we're all not united. But that's why Pat Holliday and Sabrina always pointed to the fact, I'm sure Brother Bill too, about the fact that if we all agree we have dominion over this enemy, with some things we cannot do individually, but corporately, together. If two of you on earth agree is touching anything you ask, it shall be done to my Father which is in heaven. And we thank you for that divine intervention, Father God, of the Godhead in our lives. Your arm is not too short to save. And it's written in Mark 3. I should have it memorized. I'm sorry I don't have it memorized yet. Mark 3, 26 and 27. If Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand but has an end. So, Father, we're in agreement with Sabrina Sessions' opening prayers. And the Satan, we speak division, confusion, division, division, confusion, confusion, division, confusion, division, the enemy's camp between the atheists and these freedom from religion group and all these people in the governments, different governments, in local municipalities in Massachusetts and California and different places, confusion, division. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he will first bind the strong man, then he will spoil his house. So in agreement with the saints, we bind you, Satan, the strong man, the mind-blinder. Your mind-blinding spirits trying to bring confusion to people to think this transgender movement is a matter of, of being inclusive and not discriminating. Well, do people discriminate the, against those that want to kill them? Do some people have a discrimination to say, well, no, you can't just walk in here and slice my throat. That's not a nice thing to do. We're supposed to be, have the, 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 uh, the Constitution, the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, life involves being able to remain alive. Liberty, not being controlled from without life by witchcraft. And pursuit of happiness. Well, pursuit of happiness in whose point of view? If somebody wants to do things to children that is not nice, is, is that something we should encourage, let alone allow? So, Father God, we ask for your divine help and intervention in Jesus' name. And you know how to deal with them. You know how to deal with each and every one of them, Father, in Jesus' name. And you told us, where is that, Lord Jesus? You said in Psalm 149, For the Lord take his pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. That doesn't mean we just back down. It means we don't force our way. But the saints be joyful in glory. Thank you for restoring the glory of the Lord Jesus have with you from before the foundation of the world. I think that has a whole lot to do with the blood. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hands to execute vengeance upon the heathen. It be the sword of the spirit more than the sword of steel. To execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. 
We ask for your divine help in adjudication, Father God. Every one of these areas, especially those coming against these, uh, this religious group in China that fell on guns, and all the children in every nation, Father God, and the people that want to adopt them what have their best interest at heart, Father God, in Jesus' name. And it is written in your word, where am I here, Lord? Without cause have they, <coughs> have they hid for thee their net in a pit, which without cause, I'm in Psalm 35, 7. They dig for my soul. They dig these pits for the Falun Gong soul, haven't they? And the, and the, the woman, that want, the people, the kitty wants to adopt a child or be a foster parent in Massachusetts. And all those people that want to be able to just have a light, let up cross once in a while, does that really offend them? Oh, because the enemy says the enemy is destroyed by the brightness of your coming. Oh, and Pastor Sabrina read a scripture tonight about uh, it, you won't, the saints will not be in darkness. And I heard about a man who used to be a Hindu. He had converted to Christianity, which landed him in prison when he was in Nepal. But when he was in that, when he was in that uh, place with the dead bodies, no window, only one solid door, and he was in there having a little self-pity party because he could hear the uh, whatever maggots munching on the dead bodies were all around him. He had his little straw mat there next to all these dead bodies. They thought for sure he would just keel over, but he didn't. But he was talking to you, Lord. And you appeared to him as a lit-up cross in the corner of that ceiling, which was only four foot high. He couldn't even really stand up, could he? The four-foot-high ceiling was in the wintertime, too. And what it, he saw you talking to him out of the lit-up cross. It's the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. He saw a great light, Lord. And people are waking up to the fact that Jesus did come to hang on that cross like a candlestick. That's the menorah. The real symbol of Judaism, Father God, not the so-called Star of David, which is a cultic, which represents something from the Masonic side of things, very sick. So, Father God, we ask you to deliver <coughs> all the children of harm's way. You're no respecter of persons, Jew and Gentile alike. You, you love them all, whether they be in China, whether they be in Massachusetts, <coughs> whether they be in California. You love all the children, big children, little children. Let destruction come upon him as unawares. Let his net that he has hid uh, catch himself, those people that are harvesting organs in China, those that are harming children in every area, those that are keeping people from just being able to be at peace unto the very destruction, let, in, into that very destruction let them fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. He shall, and shall rejoice in his salvation. And all my bones shall say, Lord, who is life unto thee, which delivereth the poor from him that is too strong for him, the poor and the needy from him that spoileth him. So, Father, we ask you to deliver the poor and the needy from those that are trying to spoil, <clears throat> trying to spoil your people, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for doing so. <clears throat> we thank you for your divine help and intervention, Father God, in Jesus' name. We give you praise and honor and glory. <clears throat> what you have done, are doing, and going to do. And how did you do that? People were in harm's way. In the book of Esther, they prayed and fasted. What did you say in your book? If my people, which are called by my name, written in the blood. Called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. His eyes are red with wine. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then <clears throat> then will I hear from heaven. Forgive their sins and heal their lands. So first and foremost we repent and renounce all of our sins. Presumption, apathy, every other, every sin, Father God, for each of us. And all as we can stand in for our family members that would just go along to get along. Those people that just look on the surface. They don't look past the surface, Father God. That person says he's a Christian. He must be a Christian. Uh, but what does he do in his spare time? What does he do with his computer? Is, does he have... Uh, mm -hmm. You know 
Because, well, you know everybody. You know everyone. <laughs> Yeah. 